William Summerhall, Duke of Worth, glared at the clock on the mantel. It was a terrifically horrid piece, cast in some sort of heavy metal, that he supposed was meant to look like bronze. Robust chickens pranced their way across the top of it, spindly legs interspersed with leafy vines that ended in pumpkins or turnips. From where he sat, it was hard to tell which. The hands of the clock were in the shape of feathers and painted a garish red, and they marched around in circles, ticking incessantly. Bits of red paint had been applied to the combs of the cast roosters above the face, and the entire thing looked positively ghoulish in the glowing firelight. If you like the clock so much, Worth, you can take it with you. Will tore his gaze from the hands, relentlessly creeping around the face. Have I ever mentioned how much I hate chickens? Repeatedly, the Earl of Bowden drawled, though not without some sympathy. The minute hand reached half past, and the clock chimed, reminding Will he should leave. Leave the warmth of the fire roaring in the hearth. Leave the company of a dear friend, the pursuit of a good card game, and the bliss of a truly superb brandy to ride the mile and a half to his mother's dower house, to be tortured. Dear God, but I don't want to go. Please don't make me. The Earl of Bowden raised his palms in defense. I've never succeeded in making you do anything. In fact, I'm quite happy to have you drinking in my drawing room, donating your money to my coffers. Another three rounds of cards, and I believe I will have won enough from you to buy a new clock. Will grinned at his friend, despite himself. It is the ugliest clock I've ever seen. It came with the title and house, like everything else I never wanted. Bowden fixed his bright blue eyes on the Duke. But you really should go. It's only a dinner party, for Christ's sake, and she's your mother. Will glanced again at the offending timepiece and made a face. If my mother had her way, I'd suffer through every single one of her weekly dinner parties. How bad can they possibly be? Which part? The part where she will skewer me with questions about my life I have no intention of answering? Or leaves me with way-faced virgins who are calculating my net worth and testing my title on their tongues? Or parks me in front of stuffy peers who pressure me to adopt whatever cause they are currently championing. She has good intentions worth. Any mother who cared about her son would do the same. The Earl gave him a long look. And it wouldn't kill you to find a girl to marry and a cause to champion. You're a duke, in case you've forgotten. I've already found the girl I want to marry. Bowden snorted. Ah, yes, the mysterious woman who disappeared from your ball last year like an enchanted princess. I'm quite certain she wasn't actually a princess, but she was utterly enchanting. Did you ever stop to think, Worth, that the idea of marriage to this woman appeals to you because she doesn't exist? I'm sure marriage to an imaginary woman would be sublime. The Earl rolled his eyes. An imaginary cause would be just as good. 
harsh words from my unmarried, causeless friend. Bowden sighed patiently. I have a cause worth. It's called a business, something I've been managing on my own for a long while. And if I could find time to unearth a woman who doesn't care my title was accidental and my fortune was made in trade, and could multiply six-digit numbers in her head on demand, I'd marry her on the spot. Will scoffed. Say the word, my friend, and I'll find you one who likes money. I trip over them everywhere I go. The mathematical requirement might be more difficult. The earl smiled a rare smile and waved his hand. Go to your mother's worth, before she just plain skewers you for missing another one of her dinners, or worse, blames me. You can't avoid her indefinitely. <laughs>